Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate. Captain Patrick buried a boat around and out the crew this day after Christmas. Hopefully uh, you got everything you wanted and then some so you can equip your boat, head out on the water, and really celebrate the holidays properly uh, and just make the most of your new gifts, right? That's what it's all about. But no. Uh, what do you mean no? No, no it's Humbug, not. I, I think, is the proper no. term no. there, Patrick. No. No breaking breaking news. Uh oh, what from southeast from southeast Florida? Yeah. <laughs> so if you happen to be venturing out on the water mm-hmm. in your new boat right. or your new used boat or your used new boat, okay, um, be aware. An iguana. Uh oh. An iguana wearing a bandana attacks a person in South Florida. Of course. A bandana-wearing iguana reportedly jumped over a home's fence and attacked someone in Miami recently. Really? Yes. Okay. Uh, then was a this, woman... Was this... Huh? Uh, this was at Barry the Boater's uh, backyard? I, I'll tell you, Bar- Barry has, Barry has <laughs> effectively eliminated all the iguanas from his yard. Well, that's true. He was and the, iguan- kind of the iguanas are now spray. rising up in protest. They're forming mm. street gangs and sporting bandanas. And only in Miami. Huh. Iguana, well, yeah. Iguana lives matter? Is there some kind of protest or something or what? No, I, I'm oh. just waiting for, you know, we keep having these cold fronts come down. Yeah. And every now and then you see a few more out on the street that didn't quite make it across. Okay, but the one wearing the bandana. Bandana. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Was uh, just trying to stay warm and it worked and, and not, decided decided to turn on all the residents. I, I have not seen an iguana actually attack people. They usually run away, but it's possible that if it was in a tree and it was cool out that day, that it fell out of the tree and then kind of woke up and went on the attack huh yeah how does an iguana attack exactly patrick does it say i, I do um, wonder i've never seen this you, either usually does shaolin style <laughs> um okay do you not watch godzilla movies <laughs> <laughs> okay so they spit fire there you go or they stand, uh they, or they stand on they stand on their rear legs balance with some their kind tail of taekwondo type thing or what sh- or what Shao, oh. shaolin uh Jiu-jitsu. Yeah, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, mm. it's 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 bad, and apparently they are now sporting bandanas. So either they have joined street gangs or forming street gangs in Miami, or what color is the bandana? Blue or it, red? It did not say for <laughs> oh, fear okay. of stoking a war. Uh-huh. A gang, a gang uh, of iguanas. A gang, or, gang of iguanas. Yeah, could be there. Miami. Maybe it's a gang mascot that's been trained to kill. I don't know. Well, Good the thing thing. is, down in Miami, it's either a gang or, being that it's Miami, the iguanas are just really fashionable. Ah, good point. They're, uh, they believe in being color-coordinated. They do. So, Barry, let us know if you uh, spot any bandana. Wearing iguanas. Wearing iguanas. <laughs> no, no or maybe, I haven't. maybe if they're wearing Gucci or uh, you know, Prada or something like that. Shouldn't it like be uh, like red and green for the holidays? Shouldn't no, it be? They, they, they would clash. 
Well, red and green. I mean, it would be Christmas Which, color. The, you know. But the red would clash with the green iguana. So well, they good, get, well they, no, it wouldn't. It'd be red and green. It'd be a very Christmassy kind of thing. Patrick. Yeah, but they're, 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 the iguanas aren't into Christmas. They would have to do something more like tan. Maybe well, they're already green yeah. to begin with. All they right. need is red. Yeah, just need a red bandana and uh, maybe just decked out for the holidays. <laughs> now and they I got mad you- because yeah, you know, the guy was uh, approaching them and uh, you know. Yeah, it didn't have the Christmas spirit, so it lashed out and bit him in the leg. Uh, here's the thing. Bandana, bandana wearing iguanas may be coming for your boat in southeast Florida. News at 7. Huh. That's that's right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I, I've never I, seen them being aggressive. So, you know, they the, what they do, they get on the boats and they have a tendency to leave their remnants around in a, a gooey mess. Yeah, which will that, destroy your upholstery. Right, which is not good for boating. And uh, why iguanas and, and boat docks usually don't mix that well. Uh, boaters would prefer not to have them around. But I've never heard of them attacking anybody. So in all it's seriousness... Possible, it's possible it's someone's pet that got away. Well, regardless, but in all seriousness, what exactly did this iguana do? Do we know? Other than uh, they're reporting that there's a bandana wearing iguana in Miami that's attacking people. <laughs> Like, how does it attack, is my uh, this, question. This uh, lady, Ariel Castillo, yeah. who works for uh, Manchester City Football Club, uh-huh. she's a content provider. Right. Um, sounds like a made-up job. Mm. Uh, I just got a call from one of my two social pod friends. Again, only in Miami would you have social pods. Well, isn't that what we are? No. Crew, no. social pod. Mm. No, we, we, we are a gang, a cadre, a, uh, a mishmash. Right. Mishmash. Okay. Bunch of misfits, for sure. There you go. Mm. Uh, and they were attacked by a giant iguana wearing a bandana <laughs> that ran away when it was called by a woman next door that was wearing medical scrubs. What uh-huh. did I just say? Someone's pet. Yeah, I don't think it has to do with it. I think it has to do with eggnog and it being spiked way too much. And so that is a possibility. Overindulging, it sounds like to me. Right. Yeah, apparently, yeah. this this was down by the uh, International Links Mel Rees Country Club, All right. which is close to Miami International Airport. Yeah. I mean, I, the only thing I could think they would do is if they got defensive, they could lash out and try to bite you, maybe. But I've never seen that from an iguana. Oh, you don't you don't want to get bit by an iguana? No, of course not. You don't be, want to be uh, bit by any kind of lizard or reptilian creature. They're full yeah. of bacteria, but oh, I've yeah. never even seen them act like that, though. Have you, Barry? You have a lot of oh, iguanas. They, 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 they get run defense? away. Right. Have they ever uh, defended themselves and said, no, hey, I'll they, take they you run. on, big boy? No, you're they missing, run. You're, they climb up the fence, everything. What's yeah. you're the miss, point? You're missing the point. The point is, this is a bandana wearing iguana. <laughs> they are now lashing out at society that is trying to... Either A, kill them, or B, drive them off private property like Barry does. Down with they the man! They are, they are rising up to, in revolt. They could be trying to stay warm. Listen, if they learn how to uh, actually uh, use their little front claws like to operate a uh, firearm, we're uh, in big trouble. Mm, good point. All right. Well, you've been warned. and we uh, Florida is an open carry state. So, public you know. service announcement to our world of boating passengers, and you can do with it what you will. Yeah. Um, so uh, now that we're past that, Jeez. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, got to get out. Uh, you know, we got to flush out all the crappy stuff for the la- you know last show of the year. Okay, just want to. Well, if you want to do that, then I can go into the. Uh, uh, we can review the uh, reviews on iTunes about the show. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'll tell you what, 
<laughs> I love oh, our boy. listeners. Man, oh man, do they hate Greg? Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. You know, all all of uh, yeah. I, I can tell you that I was going to take Allie out on the boat this past week, but the weather wasn't so great. It was a little too cold and yeah. too choppy. But the plan is to go next week uh, before the end of the year and just go up and down the intercoastal looking for. Uh, bandana wheeling wearing iguanas, iguanas. Okay. yeah <laughs> yeah you know all those comments from like uh carrie the canoeist no i'm sorry i don't i don't buy that those are legitimate comments about me anyway so <laughs> all right. I, I i tend to disagree yeah so this this past week also um we we have all seen the uh and been witness to some of us me the unprecedented um rise in boat sales um, mm-hmm. New boaters being out on the water, mm-hmm. the, uh, the the shortage of available boats, new boats, uh, and I think there's an undercurrent of uh, trepidation or fear in the marine industry as to you know, they're expecting this uh, surge to carry over uh, through the 2021 and into the 2022 model year, which again, model year will start about mid year. Uh, uh, call it uh, May, June, uh, when we'll see the 2022s coming out. Uh, as we've talked about in a few shows past, the there's so many people that have gotten that have got into boating for the very first time, and it's kind of a double edged sword. It's the right time, but it's also the worst time to do it. And the reason why I would say it's the worst time is manufacturing. All boat manufacturers here in the U.S. have been struggling to keep up with the demand. Mm-hmm. And part of that, even with the record unemployment, uh, f- getting people to into that manufacturing environment. Um, again, it's, it's, it's a harsh environment for sure, especially if you're working in, in the Southeast, uh, especially in the summertime. Um, you know, these, the, the manufacturing plants aren't air conditioned, you know, it's, it's open air at that point. And you know, it's a hundred degrees inside. And if you're back in the lamb areas, it's a hundred plus and you're suited up, you know, it's, 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 so what's your point? They're not keeping up with demand because it's too damn hot. If, if you would let me finish well, my, my, my my diet, it's a one hour show. Come on. I know. All right. I'm done. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, look, it's the last show of the year. Like I said, we got to flush out all the good stuff or bad stuff, depending on your perspective. One more time. Stay close to the world of boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK seven resin to their exclusive power claw latches nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear plus nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market the company has been around for over 15 years but it's new to the u.s so we've made a small number of nano cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scuba radio.com go there now and check out nanook the evolution of protection 
an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast now this won't hurt a bit it's a jolly jolly song the song I want to sing Just melodies of ding dong ding With love for our great king It's time to shine, it's Christmas time As jolly as can be Sometimes at the height of our revelries When our joy is at its zenith When all is most bright with the world The most unthinkable disasters descend upon us Oh, I can laugh and I can smile And show my happiness I feel such love, I feel such joy When Christmas time is here I want to show you all my loving smoke Jolly, jolly song, the song I want to sing. Just melodies of ding dong ding with love for our great king. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate. That is me, along with Captain Patrick and Barry, the boater, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. And then a bunch of stuff that, you know, Patrick just wants to rant about. So No, it's not ranting, Greg. You know, I I, I get this reputation, and that was even on one of the iTunes uh, reviews. Uh, Captain Patrick's awesome rant and rave style. I really don't (laughs) rant. I'm I'm very passionate about this subject. And I do go into rant mode when you consistently and constantly interrupt me. Uh huh. So, right. So, um, uh, crotchety is more uh, uh, proper incorrect. way to incorrect, describe sir. it. Okay. Uh, All right. My pants are not too tight. Um, All right. So, basically, what you're saying is that manufacturers aren't able to keep up with demand because demand has been just through the roof this last year, ironically. Right, but, but here's what's happened. And they already know that this trend is occurring is the dissatisfaction among first-time boat owners because of problems they're encountering with their boats. Now, some of that is vended parts, parts that get put in the boat where you have failures, bilge pumps, blowers, cabin lights, you know, Garmin, whatever it is. And the other part of that, of course, is if there's manufacturing issues or defects again 
the manufacturers running really at peak uh, manufacturing that everything is getting done, but maybe not so much in order to make shipments. So dealers are left kind of having to really tweak the boat, make get it ready for delivery. Then the customer gets it. Dealers are swamped. So they haven't been able to spend as much time with their customers, with the new boaters. Um, new boaters take their, their vessel and, you know, the first time there's an issue or something that then they, there's a lot of dissatisfaction out there. So what will be interesting to see is, uh, spring, summertime next year, will there be a large number of (laughs) pre-owned boats coming onto the market? And will that affect the 2022, uh, projected new boat sales? Because right. there, there will, I, I think, Matt, the industry is ready, is prepared for this influx of pre-owned boats um, coming in where the retention, keeping people in boating when they've encountered these issues is awfully, awfully hard, especially if they're new to boating. You have seasoned boaters, most of whom realize, yes, it's a boat, and I understand there's going to be things, but again, when you're getting hit with a it's six weeks before we can get to your boat. I, I can't use my boat. It's turning them know? off. So and all I'm, these first-time boaters are having a bad experience, chucking not all, it. Not not all of them. Well, it, it's a higher percentage than we'd like to see. Well, because it, it correlates to the higher number of boats, the unprecedented number of boats that have been sold right. um, this past model year. So again, Yeah, I mean, we've been having a banner year for the boating industry, despite... You really have. Uh, despite the economic environment that's been extremely tough in many other industries, it's one of those socially distanced activities that people have uh, literally got on board with. But because of that major influx, what you're saying is the manufacturers have have kind of cashed in, but they've kind of looked past, you know, looking at these new customers and making sure they're satisfied. And that no, makes- I think what he's saying is that there's just not enough people. Right. They're overwhelmed. To be they're overwhelmed. To- uh, plus, I think people also, especially new boaters, don't really have an idea of what they're getting into until they've gotten into it. Yeah. yeah. And when they realize there's more to it than just going out on the boat and spending the day, that there's a lot of maintenance uh, and upkeep of a boat. Uh, you know, when I go out on the boat, it's not just the four or five hours that I'm out there. It's the hour to the ru- to the ramp, the hour back, and the hour and a half cleaning the boat to have it ready for next time. Mm-hmm. That adds up to a long day. Yeah, you know, when at the factory, when employees would see me getting ready to head out to the coast or, you know, to the lake, and it's, oh, man, you guys are, you're so lucky you get to go do this. It's like, do you realize we're, we're, I'm, I'm heading three miles down the road down to Lake Conway. I spent two and a half hours getting this boat prepped to be able to go run it for 30 minutes. You know, that's going through because I'll do a systems check. I'll fire it off on the hose, make sure the trail, even if I'm just going three, four miles down the road. Trailer's good to go. Lights work. Bearings have been greased. You know, all the stuff. Safety pit, safety bag is in the boat. You know, all the required safety gear. Got FL numbers. You know, kind of chasing all that stuff down because other departments like to come into my department and borrow um, <laughs> that stuff. Uh, and I'll be lucky if I see it again. So, you know, it's it, to your point, Barry, you know, there's a lot of time that is spent pre and post boating just to be able to get out on the water for an hour, not to mention, I mean, if you were going out for three or four, and if you were somebody like Mike, 
the boatless, um, <laughs> where, uh, you know, your boat is in a marina, especially if you're in a saltwater environment, your maintenance, your cleaning is constant. Yeah. Imagine, ima- imagine scrubbing your house, the exterior of your house down, but you know, once a week and polishing all the metal trim. But he knows it. He's been doing it for years and it has used this current environment to upgrade. No, he hasn't been doing it for years. That's why he sold the boat. No, he's getting a new boat, a bigger (laughs) boat. Oh, and I found that he understands the work that's involved. These new boaters don't. Right. Exactly. And 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 so he's using this current environment as an advantage and if you are a seasoned boater you can really look at this as a, a great opportunity over the next few months because yeah you're gonna have those people that are gonna look at the two happiest days of boat ownership nah, the day it. you buy it the day you sell it incorrect then, what do you mean once uh, that glutton of uh people get out of it that just are like putting their feet in the water i i that that's that's so untrue i know people that have sold their boat and it was the unhappiest day well that may be but still if you take advantage of this influx of dissatisfaction that we've seen because the industry is a little bit overwhelmed if you're someone like mike you're going to end up having maybe more opportunities to buy a a really good quality used boat and Uh, i i I found a boat for mike you did i just Uh want you know i did really okay Um, well and it's a shame he's not here. Okay, well, then we'll talk about it, and then maybe we'll reach out to him and say, hey, uh, Patrick, found your boat. You just got to buy it. Well, we'll find out what Patrick thinks Mike should get next on The World of Boating. You're listening to The World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate. Captain Patrick, buried a boater, rounding out the crew. All right, so what should Mike get, Patrick, or okay. what boat have you picked out for him? Okay. Across the uh, the uh, news Pond. wire. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you're, you're, not, you're not that far off, actually. Yeah. Um, this was listed in a Rob report. Um, the very first Fed ship. That was ever delivered to the United States has hit the market for anyone want to guess? It's a fed this ship. Is the, what does that this mean? Is a, this, the, <sighs> what? Just explain. Uh, it, what is a it, fed? It's, it's a it's a it's a lu- fed ship is a luxury yacht. Okay. Yacht yacht brand. Okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, they, are, they are they are world known, world renowned, except for people like you. Well, wow. um, and this is an eighty foot fed ship. Okay, a little that bigger than it, what Mike was looking for. But, yeah, okay. but but it's it's I think height height wise, yeah, freeboard wise, I think it it's going to be perfect for him. And this is really a once in a lifetime opportunity. You don't get this opportunity too often that this will come up. So uh, hmm. guesses on the price. Guesses on the price. I'm gonna say twenty grand eBay. What? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Let's see if uh, what year is the ship? Or I'm not going to not going to oh, tell you. Okay, uh, tell me. Well, you want to know the year? Okay, because yeah. well, it'll be it'll jump forward in, in the story a little bit. Okay. Um, this one was launched in 1952. Uh oh. Okay. Mm. Twenty grand sounded better to me. Now. <laughs> no. Nah, what say you, Barry? More like uh, 
Higher or lower? Come on, the price well, is right. Fifteen million. Fifteen million. Hmm. Okay. One hundred and twenty-seven thousand dollars. Okay. See, oh, I win. Not bad at all. You, you, win you overbid, one. Barry. Uh, I you went over. By fortune. <laughs> So all right, I, I the, get it. I win. The, now, wait a minute. You said it's very low. Is it a submarine of some type? Well, no, well, hold on. You're getting like Greg. Okay. <laughs> so you. Let, no. me, let me report, and then you can comment. Okay. Instead of jumping ahead. Well, I, okay. I, you know, wait. Do you get a bid on it, or is that the actual selling price, by the way? I'll tell you when we come back. Okay, fair enough. That's next on the World of Boating. And I think that's in Mike the Mariner's budget. Listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Have you ever noticed that everything seems wonderful at Christmas? You've come flying from the higher place. Fill the stockings by the fireplace So you Ever you that's good Ever you that's good This is the World of Boating <laughs> Greg, your first mate, that's me Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater Mike the Mariner, not here today uh, He's out looking at boats and celebrating the holidays as he should uh, But, evidently, Patrick has found a boat for him and a yacht know, i found him a yacht yeah this thing is how long again 80 foot oh, 80 foot okay and you said it's selling for like 120 grand it's for sale for one hundred and twenty-seven thousand dollars. wow the the 80 foot fed ship known as the anahita a-n-a-h-i-t-a yeah roman numeral five okay uh now here's it it, it needs some tlc and when okay. i say i'm not i'm not being like Haha, <laughs> need some TLC. It's a complete wreck. Mm-hmm. It needs some TLC because you're not going to find an 80 foot yacht right. for $127,000. It doesn't need a little bit of work. Okay. Okay. So fix the other. Okay. The gotcha. other, the, the other thing that, that Mike may have working against them, maybe, maybe not, mm-hmm. is it's currently in Scotland. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, who, who, who wouldn't want to travel to Scotland for a little uh, adventure, pick up their boat and sail it back to where they want to play? Yeah, this this you know this and this is a piece of maritime history because again, this is the first Fed ship that made it to the United States market. Okay, um, well, you so, and you could buy it and bring it back, Barry. Would you do that or what? I'm wondering what the distance limitations are on Cito. Hmm. <laughs> well, here here's the thing. Um, this yacht spent the first part of her life on the East Coast before moving to California. Then she she ran between San Diego and Mexico, and then was involved in maybe possibly a little shady activity um, because her owner was indicted for undeclared importations. Um, <laughs> you draw your own conclusions. Um, the Anahita was then seized by the U.S. authorities and spent several years in federal ownership. Um, she okay. was then sold at auction in the '80s, and the next owner lived on board for 30 years. Ooh. Now. The Anahita was eventually snapped up by American race car driver uh, Chapman Dakota, who planned to refit her with FedShip in late 2015, but never got around to it. Um, the vessel ended up in the Ferguson with Ferguson Marine in Scotland and was recently discovered 
when the shipyard went into administration, otherwise known in the States as bankruptcy. Uh-huh. So it's now been listed for sale with Mark Cameron Yachts and has an asking price. Asking price. Hmm. You could you could probably talk them down. Uh, approximately $126,910 US. Um, so it, need, it needs some work. But okay. um, so it's been it's in, you know on the you know it's on the hard right now and it's, it's been it's, like it's, that it's, for many years. It's on the hard, but you know it's looking at the picture of where it's stored in this building. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's cradled, it's supported well. Um, but you know, let's 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 just throw something out there. Let's say Mike threw them an offer of fifty thousand dollars and they bit right. Okay, and now what would you say, Barry? A couple hundred thousand to throw into this thing. Uh, it looks like it's a steel whole ship, so basically just tear it all apart and put it back together. And it looks like it has very little, uh, um, what do you up call it, free up, uh, Yeah, not a lot a of freeboard. Draw, not, yeah, not a lot of freeboard, not a lot of draft. So yeah. it would work out nice for him. It looks no. like a miniature cruise ship. It, it, perfect it, for Greg. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is, I mean, again, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and I think it fits into... Maybe the length might be a little bit more than Mike was looking for, but the height um, seems to be, you know, for him wanting to do the Great Loop would be perfect. And that would be a heck of a boat to do the Great Loop on. So okay. you're looking at, you know, you're going to upgrade your electrical, you're going to upgrade systems, probably generators, stuff like that, new engines, you know, they're, they're, and then, you know, Mike is a very hands-on type of guy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have anything else to do, you know, Monday through Sunday. So, you know, start start stripping the, the teak work down and all that and bringing it back to life and, you know, a couple coats of all grip and um You're you got yourself go. you got yeah. yourself I mean, you'll you'll walk you've got you could potentially have a, a yacht that would be worth half a million to seven hundred thousand dollars at, you know, for about two hundred and fifty thousand. You know, you're 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 good to go, Barry. What say you? Well, here's the question: What would an 80 foot yacht run nowadays? Well, uh, similar proportion, uh, you know, similar uh, 50 knots. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true. I, I I haven't pulled that information up, but you but, think this boat, if he fixed it up, dumped a couple grand or hundred grand into it, it would be well worth at least double of what uh, he'd pay. Yeah, think. because they're again. The just the fact that it was the first Fed ship. So the if historical you're historical value, yeah, I mean, the first Fed ship to come to the U.S. market, it's got some value beyond uh, the the just the aesthetics and the the appearance and the equipment in there. The, the the history behind it, yeah, is again for people who are into you know the maritime uh, history. That's worth something well that that is one thing okay i get it uh but and i know I what know about Mike the was, what about the practicality of it though would well, this practical- boat be really nice yeah, it, absolutely yeah. yeah yeah and you know mike was talking about the possibility of you know when he gets his his next one maybe you know putting it with a leasing company yeah you know kind of get, you do the same thing with this i mean you're running kind of like nostalgia charters uh with this thing i mean that's again it's something that beyond just you know your ownership it becomes a business yeah but you know again you got a couple things you were working against you where the boat's currently located mm-hmm. and you know what it's going to take to bring it up to your level of satisfaction and you're never ever going to be done with a with a with a yacht like that you're always and even new yachts you're always kind of upgrading and tweaking and adding subtracting sometimes so you know it's going to be kind of a constant thing but 
these deals don't come across very often. Um, and again, asking 127, I'd go in there 50 grand cash. <laughs> They'd probably take it at this point. Hmm. You think, huh? All right. Well, uh, why don't you do I it? Do. Why don't you do it, Patrick? You've actually got the expertise to gut it and retrofit the whole thing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't gut it. You kind of look like a Scotsman. If you put on a kilt, I would buy it. Then, oh yeah, he's Scotsman. You're, you're just strange. (laughs) I, I, I I question your dedication to the show sometimes, Greg. I don't know what that's mean. I don't know what that means, Barry. Because it has nothing, what you said had nothing to do with this story. Um, We're talking about Mike. And right, you, but you could buy it. You have no, more expertise w- in fixing up boats, probably, than Mike does. We want Mike to buy this. Okay. okay. Well, okay, this maybe is, what Mike could do is buy it, it was, and then send would, you over to Scotland to fix it up and sail it back for him. <laughs> he, could, he could drive it. Do back. all the hard work because <laughs> it would be it would be funnier if Mike did it. <laughs> funnier, huh? Why? Because yeah. you you don't think it would go well, do you? Um, and Barry, it looks like that that hull is actually teak. Do you think it's teak? Because I see a lot of rust stains on it. It's, it says, while the Anahita 5 still sports charming original details, such as the teak hull, wow. millwork, mm. and bulkheads, she's an unabashed fixer-upper. Needs a complete renovation and restoration to return her to her former glory. Uh, this DIY project is not for the faint-hearted, but it is a collector's dream. It's like owning the first Rolls-Royce or Bugatti ever to come to America. That would be a uh, ton of teak. Yeah, that yeah, but oh, when it's mm. when it's done, but yeah, I, I, you know, I'm kind of in agreement with you. I think maybe they're talking about the transom um, on that boat being a uh, a teak transom because that's kind of what I see um, on that. Well, but, you like it? I say you buy it. I, you know, but you know, kind of checks it, it checks off a lot of Mike's, um, you know, kind of wants. It's got that pilot house look to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to have plenty of room. He could turn it around and use it as a charter and wind up paying for itself. We'll go over to Scotland, Patrick, fix it up, sell it to Mike for twice <laughs> as much. You do all the hard work and heavy lifting, and then he'll just, uh, you know. And then he's not going to buy because then, then I'm going to ask for like $1.5 million for it. He ain't going to buy it then. No, he'll lowball you. And, yeah. uh <laughs> and, and get you, uh, you know, for what you did. But you'll have the satisfaction that you were the one who brought it back to life. Yeah, That's not enough motivation for you, huh? Uh, yeah, uh, no, okay. no. Maybe if it was anybody else other than Mike, I was doing what I could to get him out of the country. <laughs> it just didn't work. Oh well. All but, right. Uh, it's uh, if you want to take a look at that, of course that that uh, link is on the World of Boating Facebook page. If you haven't already liked us, please do so and spread the word. And of course, on the worldofboating.com dot com website. Um, and please. I would ask as a personal favor for Greg um, to uh, take a look at our sponsors. And if they've got something that you're looking for, uh, we'd ask that you uh, maybe go to them first before you go to somebody else. Because they are what keeps us on the air and keeps. Uh, well, don't blame them. Uh, no, you know. but I mean, that's that's how we're able to bring stories like bandana wearing iguanas uh, invading right. <laughs> um, Florida. Yeah. And when you like Top us, it, it doesn't necessarily that you really like us. It just means that you think we're OK. All right. Because they don't have that uh, option. More coming up on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. 
Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast christmas means glittering lights gaily wrapped gifts that's right. Sounds of laughter and good cheer. To the folks at Preparation Age, <laughs> it means a time to pause for a few moments. <laughs> this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, buried a boater, rounding out the crew for the last time this year. And we had to flush out some of the Christmas stuff there in more ways than one. Uh, we apologized in advance, I think. So, uh, what else do we have there, Patrick? All right, a couple tidbits on uh, FedShip to finish up with before we get to the last story. Uh, just for your own uh, personal information, Greg, FedShip uh, traces its roots back to 1849. So, they've been around for a little while. And um, taking a look at uh, an 85-foot FedShip built in 77. This is a FedShip yacht fisherman. Much more freeboard. Um, than the other boat, but kind of the same kind of classic uh, bow, kind of kind of from the the uh, the gunnel down, kind of resembles uh, the one that we were looking at for Mike. Uh, one point seven million. Oh, so hmm. yeah, you could you could dump a lot of money into this boat and still come out on top. Oh yeah, I, but I'm telling you, buy it, renovate it, charter it, 
or sell it. (laughs) No. And then again, it's a, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. This is my pick for Mike. He'll probably say no because it's too long, but uh, I'm sure Mike has the skill set to handle something like this. And if I was doing it, if I'm repowering, I'm probably looking at, man, could I put IPS in this thing? Yeah. That that'd be the way to go because you definitely get that and a bow thruster. Well, see, you for, would for, for uh, sure. you would sell me, Patrick, <laughs> if you were uh, you know taking this tack that you know I'm going to do this, then I'd believe you. But you keep pushing yeah. it off on Mike, and I, I I'm not totally uh, sold on the whole thing. I think yeah, if you thought yeah. it was that great of a deal, you'd snag it yourself. Come on, listen, I'm I'm an idea guy. I my my execution is horrible. Hmm. Um, but I come up with some doozies. Okay. Uh, last story. So we were talking a lot about boating on this show, which is unusual for us. So wanted to, uh, end up with a article from discover boating as we were talking about, uh, boats, manufacturers, lack of boats being available. Yeah. Um, a, a expected, uh, amount of pre-owned boats coming into the market, maybe spring, summer next year. Uh, Discover Boating. Again, this story is on the World of Boating Facebook page and worldofboating.com. The 23, 23, not 20, <laughs> 23 most affordable entry level boat models. Okay. Um, has hit there. So, uh, of course, Discover Boating's got a vested interest in, you know, getting people into boating, but it was nice of them to, uh, push the entry level. And before you think, oh, yeah, they're probably talking about, you know, a canoe, you know, or something like that. Uh, yeah, they've got things, everything from all-purpose fishing boats like the Lund 1650 Angler SS, um, the Tracker Topper 1542, which is, yeah, that one's probably very, very bare bones. Uh, the Ranger RT-188P um, coming out of stuff like that into, you know, there's the Regal 1900, uh, the Center Console, the Rabalo R160. So a lot of boats in there if you were thinking about getting into boating and of course cost is uh for you if it's a consideration um this is something to take a look at and even if you weren't looking at buying a new boat as these used boats come into the market this is a great resource to kind of take a look and say okay these were the most affordable you know again even more so they they should be and when you're a word to the wise, a word of caution, if you will, or advice. Um, if you are buying a pre-owned boat and it is within most manufacturers, um, they probably have a one-year factory installed component warranty. Then you got your engine warranty. If you got a generator, you've got those warranties. A lot of the boats today are getting sold with extended uh, warranties. It's really a, a listed uh, component uh, type of coverage. Mm-hmm. Make sure you do your homework. Uh, some manufacturers, if that boat is sold within the first year, um, they may cover the remainder of that first year of the factory warranty to the second owner. Technically, they really don't have to because at that point, it's a used boat. Right. You know, but it's unusual that a boat would get sold within its first year of ownership. So it's something that before you go and you make that purchase, maybe follow up with the manufacturer, get a hold of their customer service department. This is the boat that I'm looking at. Here's the hull number. Um, can you tell me, uh, you know, what your factory warranty is? And am I, would I be the second owner? And 
would you be willing to you know uh, cover the remainder of the first year of that component warranty? Be aware with those uh, extended warranty coverages that there is a time limit, usually within 30 days of the sale of the vessel, where you need to contact them and transfer the ownership. There's usually a cost involved with that. And do your do just do your homework on these things. Don't hesitate to call the manufacturer and ask to speak to the customer service department and, and give them the whole number and ask them, you know, uh, can you give me a little brief history? Of, you know, are there were any warranty issues with this boat? They wouldn't be able to tell you if there were engine warranty issues. You would have to contact the engine manufacturer. But if there was anything having to do with component failures or with a manufacturing defect, they'd be able to tell you that. Yeah, and, and if you slip them a fiver. That helps too, doesn't it? No, they again. They they want you to you know buy even if you're looking at a pre-owned boat. Uh, the manufacturers have a vested interest in extending that brand, you know, even to the second owner, third owner. So they want to avail themselves. They're not really telling you anything that you, you probably wouldn't be able to find out from the uh, dealer itself. Yeah. So it, that's just something to follow up with. Well, maybe. Yeah, and once again, if you say uh, who wants to know, uh, how about uh, Mister Benjamin? Or Abraham Lincoln, maybe? No. Lincoln, huh? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, use whichever president you want. I don't know. Right. It might. All right. On that note, and for the last time this year, that'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember, whether it's sail or motor, life, life is, is better, better as, as a boater. A boater. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.